This is a homebrew podcast. Dear Mon Paul, I know it's been a few days since my last letter. Dr. Posey and I made Planetfall on Prosperity Bay today. He said he's looking for a radio talk show host named Carl. Doc was going on and on about the Oasis as if we're some sort of anomaly. We found Carl at a place called Prologue Pub. We also met a friend with the biggest damn arms I ever did fucking see. His name's Oliver. Apparently he's some sort of gladiator, but he's younger than I am. Real angsty kid. I mean it too. This guy could probably harvest a whole maple with one swing. The doctor and Carl eyed me up and down in a weird way. It called me authentic as if I could be anything but authentic. I feel like they want something from me, but they seem friendly enough, I suppose. We also met a friend named Father Maynard who lost track of some kids who were in trouble, so we're heading over there to get them right away. The weight of these kids' titles apparently means a lot. Dr. Posey explained titles and money to me before. Out here, apparently, there are lives that are worth more than others, but I just want help. My friends wanted to take Father Maynard's money, but couldn't even afford 70 sandwiches. How's a man supposed to live on that? We also made a friend named Franklin. He, he owns the Prologue Club, and he was really nice. He made us some free custom drinks. We talked a while, and he's so incredibly nice. There's something about his passion for his craft and love for his sister Agatha. It just hummed brilliantly. I can't wait to get back to the pub and hang out with him some more. Anyways, we're walking down to the docks right now to find a man named Raymond who can guide us through the sands and go help those boys. Alright, as soon as I bring those kids back, uh, good feeling that I'm sharing a lot of good out here. Tell Nix that I miss her and Nala and Nito that the bread they sent in the last care package was euphoric. I love you both so much. Zal. Dear Diary, I'm just kidding. I don't write. We left the bar with a new job and a new crew. The boss is keen to get at that old tech. Maybe uh, the waste got something we can use. Might get a good payoff. Saving this kid, or what's left of him. I assume he's dead. We didn't make it far before we got hit by some yahoos. I thought they were just junkies, but the guys said they were enders. Bunch of pansies, if you ask me. Got a hand from a bounty hunter named Agatha. Evidently, she's related to the squirt in the bar. She headed out with us down to the docks. I guess we're going the same way. She's looking for some con man. Pretty sure the con man's the reason the kid's out in the waste in the first place. Well, docks didn't really give us much. We did find some salvagers. Said they had seen people roll out a couple days before. After they did some fancy talking, we were able to secure their skiff, at least for the time being, and we headed out. Everything was going smooth. Thought this was going to be an easy job. Then we got hit by some real big uglies. I didn't think we were going to make it out. I thought they were going to take that piece of junk skiff down. But somehow, we managed to make it out. Once we got to the location, it was covered in camo, but we got close and the skiff broke down. I don't know if we're going to be able to fix it. We encountered some really weird wolves. Kind of like me. Part machine, still kind of fleshy, really gross. I'm not saying I'm gross still pretty good looking. Anyways, once we knocked those things down a peg, we started to head in. Got to the camo and we found what was commanding those wolves. A real neat and tidy robo dude. He seemed real lost. 
said he'd been defending the place, waiting for his friend. Zaldwin took a liking to him. Zaldwin seems to take a liking to a lot of weird people. And after some small talk, where I thought it was going to turn into me crushing his skull in, he seemed to cool down. I don't know what Zal did, but in the wreckage, unfortunately, I thought I was right. I found some bodies, little pieces of bodies, little spider rat been taking people apart and putting them on the wolves at least two of the kids are in the pile i figured that was it right then and there but we heard some shouting and yelling and it seems that the one of the kids and the guy who brought him there was still alive hiding behind some door in a small room in the wreck after a conversation with the kid who evidently had a map and journals to some ancient tech that was supposed to be around here, we decided we were going in. We were going to take this punk kid with us. Agatha went on to go get the skiff working, and we head in to some ruin, probably to die. Nivet's Expeditions Journal Entry Day 8542 There we were, stepping through the gate into a relic from a bygone era. The room we entered was made of stone. The stone walls were crafted by some unknown means, perfectly smooth and without defects. Sure thrill of being one of those few people to step into this place coursed through my body. If you turn to appendixes A1 through A5, you can see the room layout in detail, along with the finer details of the relics inside. We noticed a star map appeared, showing us where we were. It then zoomed out and changed locations to a new world, Terra. Yes. The next location on this journey was Terra. As we were about to celebrate, a loud scream rang out behind us, yelled something about this not being our journey. We turned to see a ghostly figure appear from the rubble. This being suddenly rushed over and slashed and destroyed the console. Now, able to get a good look at it, it seemed to be some sort of angel on one side and a devil on the other. Truly fascinating entity. It was wearing a lab coat and glasses. She began to attack us and a fight ensued. I must add, I was blinded at the start of this fight, so I summoned my clone and we killed it. Yes, that's exactly how it happened. I never harmed anybody other than the entity. After defeating the ghost, it turned to us and said, only the one of two minds can receive my power. So, I was chosen. Because, well, I did in fact actually have two minds. <laughs> Thank you, Ring. I was given a new power. That will be described in the Ability and Trinkets appendixes. We then talked with it, trying to figure out who and what it was. Shocking enough, though, she turned out to be a companion of Jaden's father. Her life was cut short and bound to this place. We confirmed this when we found her body in the pile of rubble, holding a photo of her, Jaden's father, and the rest of their party. With her help, we came up with a plan. It was to find the previous lost ruins of their journey and to completely follow their path, maybe even gaining more powers along the way. As a sign of respect, we brought her body with us out of the room before it reset and trapped us there forever. So here I end this entry as we emerge back into the broken ship above the ruin. Nibbits out. Galaxy to Galaxy Subspace Radio. What the Enders, the PTA, and the OIT don't want you to know. Coming to you straight from my mind, wherever you are. The professor here. Dear listeners, there isn't much about what happened in those ruins that I can tell you on the record. But I will tell you I was quite shocked to find our escort, Agatha, and her quarry very much deceased as we left the rooms. Our new bug friend retrieved some bounty cards and equipment off of them, and we set off. We decided to take the long walk around to the skiff. No need for a fight with our strange robot friend. As we sailed off into the night, I decided to take a nap. But when I woke up, 
and saw a giant ender ship with the word Eradicant painted on the side of it. Floating over the city, I knew there was only one thing to do. Run. We had to find a way off world fast. The only people I could think of that would have a way off world fast and that owed us a favor was the church. Oliver pulled an illegal parking maneuver on the north side of town and we made our way into the city. As we made our way to the cathedral, it became clearer and clearer that it just wasn't going to work out this way. Something was off about Oliver. Either all the drugs or whatever had happened to us in those lost ruins. Something was off about him and we changed direction straight toward the city square. There we found Ender Captain Solomon celebrating his 30th birthday. He was looking to throw a nuclear fireworks show. This guy brought an actual old school nuke. Hadn't seen one of those before. Oliver was looking to prove this guy was nobody, so he called him out. The captain started bringing in his goons, but Zalduin, thinking quickly, was able to convince the crowd that it wasn't even the captain's 30th birthday. Most of his crew started booing and throwing bottles at this point. Just before we were able to take the captain out for good, Bug Boy noticed that this guy had a dead man switch set to the nuke. Nivitz and I quickly ran up to dispatch the bomb, while Zaldwin and Oliver handled the captain. We disarmed the bomb. Piece of cake. Easiest bomb I've ever disarmed. They don't make them like that anymore. When the dust cleared, everyone was saved. I made a quick announcement to tell the Enders to return to their ship. Show's canceled. Oliver and the captain were both knocked out, and we had a stray nuke on our hands. But we somehow managed to make our way back to the pub. There we found a grim sight. Our friend Franklin and all of his patrons had been killed by the Enders. Unfortunately, Zaldwin had a minor breakdown. All this death can be a lot for one to handle. I did my best to comfort him and I know it helped him a lot. After waking up Oliver, we made our way to Old Honest Jim's. After some friendly discourse with the robotic salesman, I was able to convince everyone to not sign their lives away and we made off for the junk pile. There, I put us together one hell of a ship. Zaldwin has dubbed her the Hawk. Keep your eyes out for her, you just might find her. Professor, signing off.